Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is called Create Beauty Every Day, brought to you by my studio, HookingRugs.com. After the podcast, be sure to go over to HookingRugs.com, where you can find free courses about rug hooking, learn all about our kits and supplies, and sign up for our Sunday letters. If you have time, be sure to rate and review this podcast. It means a lot. Now, on with the show. Hi everybody, it's Deanne Fitzpatrick from HookingRugs.com and today I just want to talk about uh, if you find that you are sometimes frustrated with your rug hooking and I know that's normal. Um, I just wanted to say that whenever I make a rug, I start off with a lot of hope and a lot of promise and I'm excited Um, and as I'm talking to you now, actually, I'm sewing a piece of burlap onto my Shetacam frame. So there's the hope and the promise. And then sometimes I get the burlap sewn on or the linen sewn on and I don't get to it for a while. I don't get back to it, but I just figure if I have five minutes, then I, I will just do that step so that when I get to the next step, I'm I'm that much more ready. Do you know what I mean? The burlap sewn on, it's ready. And so then I get a design on. And um, usually a design is something that I've been carrying around in my head for a while. And sometimes I, I'm influenced by other artists and I'll carry, like I'll never just go right from the other artist and just draw or use their image in front uh have their image in front of me and draw i don't i don't tend to do that um sometimes i'll maybe have a quick reference or something or just see how they did trees or you know things like that but i'm always trying you know it's a real struggle to be original and so i really try um and uh so that's one frustration uh, there is one frustration in knowing if you're being original um and uh, for many people, especially if you're inexperienced with drawing your own designs. My thought is, is originality comes when you put yourself into things. And when you, if you see, if you have a lot of other influences and you take those influences and you just use like one influence from this artist, one influence from that artist, one color that you love from this artist, one, you know, and you just carry little bits of a lot of different influences and then from other artists. And then you look to nature and um, to your own life and to the colors in your home, to the colors around you in the landscape where you live. And then you bring those things into it. And I think when you really go at it with that, approach uh you can be more original and we are all influenced by other people there's there's no question about that um uh, it's a natural part of making art uh so that's one frustration is sort of time is sometimes a frustration but i was listening to danny gregory talk the other day and he's a he runs a thing called sketchbook school and he said you know think of how many 10 minutes there are in the run of a day and what you do with all those 10 minutes. Are you listening to a podcast? Are you uh, watching a video? Are you, you know, uh, for all those different 10 minutes? And could you just carve one of them out for rug hooking uh, or for your own creativity? And I think that we can. It's just a choice. So making the decision is so, so uh, time can be a frustration, but it's almost a, frust- it's almost a self-created frustration. Now, 
even as I'm doing this podcast and talking to you, you know, I'm folding my laundry, I'm sewing, uh, sewing things on my shed camp frame. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing two things at once. Now, some people would say it's really important to be mindful and do, you know, one thing at a time. I find with handwork, um, you're able to do several things at a time. And that's part of handwork. You're able to listen to this podcast and hook a rug. You're able to listen to this podcast and go for a walk. You know, it's it's just uh, the nature of handwork. Handwork likes company. So that certainly isn't a frustration. So for some people, the time is the frustration. For other people, materials are the frustration. And when I, uh, I, when I think about how I developed my stash over time, it's just one skein at a time, slowly uh, over time, and I'm always adding to that. It's, you know, one skein, one piece of wool, one torn up uh, wool shirt. It's uh, one pair of pants torn up, you know. It's sometimes a pair of wool socks uh, that uh, has had its day and has holes in it and is done with the mending and I'll I'll take those, you know, um, and put them aside and wash them and dry them and use them. So uh, slowly over time you build your stash. It's, it's, um, it's just like the rug itself. You can't just make it in a second. You can't make it in a, in a, in 10 minutes. It's one 10 minute after another 10 minutes after another 10 minutes. And it's, um, but you do have to invest. Like if, if this is your hobby and this is your, and this is one of your loves, you, you do have to invest some time and some, um, some money, uh, into, into your stash, but the money can come, uh, $7.95 at a time, you know, uh, for a skein of Briggs and Little or whatever. Just just slowly uh, build your stash, gather. One of the things that I uh, think you should do is just ask your friends, do you have any old wool sweaters? Because you can cut up sweaters. Do you have any old wool socks, old smart wool socks? Do you have any um, old uh, yarn that you're not using? You know, wool yarn, I, I like wool and silk. Um, you can also make compromises on that if you need to. You know, you can choose cotton or, or other, other materials. Um, I prefer wool, but I prefer hooking to not hooking. So if I didn't have wool to hook, I'd probably hook something else if it wasn't available in my area or my region. So that's another frustration for people. And um, the, a third frustration for people is that when they're making the rug... It's not coming out the way they imagined it in their head. This is a big frustration for all of us. It's a big frustration for all of us. And that's, that is about letting go of the idea in your head. It's like, I don't know, I used, I used to use the analogy when my children were younger and we would all get in the car to go somewhere, I would have this idea of a family trip. And we'd be five minutes down the road and someone would be picking at someone. And in our family, it wasn't always the children. <laughs> there, there would be someone, you know, irritated at someone. And uh, so uh, sometimes it was me causing the problems. You know, it just, we, we were all impatient with each other when we got in the car for a road trip. And so we had this, I had this imaginary idea of what a family road trip is like. And I had to get rid of that idea because that idea was not, uh, that ideal was not reality. 
So it's the same thing for your work. The second rug I ever made, I had a piece of wallpaper that I was inspired by. And I thought, uh, you know, I'm going to, I was young. I, I, I didn't know that you couldn't copy. So I, I copied the wallpaper. Well, there was no fear really of me copying that wallpaper because when my own hand went to it, it didn't look like that wallpaper at all. Um, and it was sort of semi-inspired by the wallpaper. And it was full of padulas, which are sort of uh, imaginary flowers. It's a rug-hooking term for imaginary flowers. So, um, uh, and I did. I made that rug. And, you know, it was, I had uh, about 10 shades of wool, mostly old coats and old skirts and stuff. And I, I uh, made that rug. And really... That rug looked nothing like that wallpaper. It looked nothing like what I imagined it going to be in my head, what it was going to be in my head. And really, frankly, the rug was kind of ugly. So um, that that was part of my pushing through, you know. Uh, when I could see about halfway through that the rug wasn't going to look like the wallpaper, it wasn't even going to be look like it was really inspired by the wallpaper because I was limited by my palette, um, I... I let go of that notion and I remember I remember where I was when I let go I was I was a a counselor at the time and we had a youth group at, at a at a little retreat and I was sitting there and it was in a it was in a nun's house uh that she let us use for the weekend in uh, Joggins and and I I remember looking at it and thinking well this is not what I set out to make this does not does not look like what I thought it might look like. It does not look like what was what it was inspired by, and these are the only colors I have to work with. And I thought, well, I better work with those, and I better do the best I can with those. And this, I remember thinking, this is something else. And in thinking and realizing that it was something else, it just opened up a space for me. Uh, to create something new and that's where we have to get to in our creativity is we have to open up space um to to let our inspiration uh develop and arise these are uh some of the these are three of the frustrations of rug hooking a fourth one is is that even when the rug is going good and this happened to me yesterday 30 years in making rugs every, pretty much every day 30 years in the rug yesterday Pot of flowers. Oh. Well, I was inspired by another artist, right? And I thought of a painting uh, that I saw. And I thought, well, I better get stop looking at that because I don't want to be too influenced by it. Well, there was no worry about that because really when I did this rug, it was so far from that beautiful artwork that had inspired it. And uh, it was really a long ways. But you know what? That pot of flowers, and at one point I had to change a color. And uh, that, that helped a lot. Uh, I had this soft pink velvet in it, and it was bad. It wasn't good. So I changed that color. And uh, then it looked okay after I changed that color. But still, it didn't look anything like it was inspired by. Because I knew I stopped looking at that painting, for one thing. Um, I drew 20 sketches for another thing. And then I put those sketches away and just drew this. Um, and uh, this other one, and it was lovely, beautiful, beautiful drawing. Mediocre rug hooking, 
But halfway through that rug hooking, or maybe three quarters of the way through that rug hooking, all I could think was, oh, this is a waste of time. This is a wreck. This is junk. This, I think I'm an artist. This, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, that's the way it felt, really. <laughs> and so, that's a natural part of making art. You think it's great. You think it's okay. You think it's good. You think it's bad. You think it's okay. You think, well, it's finished. And then you look at it some more and maybe a week later you'll think it's great again or maybe you'll just think it's good because we don't make masterpieces every time we sit down to make something. Every time we sit down to make something, what we do is we make something. And that's the most important thing. Just sit down and make something 10 minutes a day just instead of one little thing that you're doing now for 10 minutes a day. Just think about what you're doing with all your 10 minutes. Cause and and, and uh, think about you know what you can, what you can do. And April DeConnick years ago did a challenge, um, with rug hookers ten minutes a day, and it made a difference in so many rug hookers' lives. And we took we took it on last summer and did it again ten minutes a day, and it made a difference. And it got people hooking. And that's all you need is ten minutes a day, and you will see progress. And all you need is a good stash. You can't have one green or two greens. You probably need 20 greens. I know. I know it's a lot of green. But maybe find someone that you can share skeins with or someone that wants to have, have fun dying with you on a Saturday or, you know, and, and uh, get together and, and make color. Um, these are my thoughts about uh, some of the frustrations that people experience as rug hookers. And I just want to say to you that if you spend 10 minutes a day, that if you use your sketchbook, that if you create, that if you're patient with yourself and that you stay at it 10 minutes a day, every day, and then sometimes the real trick is, is that the 10 minutes turns into 20 minutes, the 20 minutes turns into 40 minutes, that will make a difference. The only thing that brings you to really good work is making the work and showing up. So that's my story for today. And that's this podcast. And I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick. And I'm a rug hooker in Amherst, Nova Scotia, and it's brought to you by HookingRugs.com. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.